Welcome to On, on, on the Line, a podcast by The Fisherman, where men talk about the ups and downs of just what it means to be a Christian man in today's crazy world. So, get ready to cast your nets out into the virtual deep. Here's your host, Matt Hicks. All right, welcome guys to this fourth installment of The Fisherman's On the Line. Today, my guest is going to be David Dawson Jr., who is COO of an organization called Witness to Love. And I can speak for them personally because my wife and I, when we did our pre-cana classes before we got married in the Catholic Church, um, Witness to Love was the wonderful organization that provided our premarital counseling. And they do everything from marriage retreats to formation and just really everything that would support that huge monumental step of getting married. And uh, so Dave just took a position with them as COO and uh, at a Lafayette and, and the Diocese of Lafayette. He was previously in the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau. Oh, geez. Previous to that, I think he was in Lake Charles. He's been in Baton Rouge. And as I joked with him, he's kind of left a wake of uh, diocese that he's gone to in the state of Louisiana that he has just done tremendous good in. And so David Dawson Jr. has worked in the marriage and family ministry uh, in various roles for the last roughly 12 years or so. He is married to a wonderful woman named Kate, and they have almost 10 kids. They're expecting their 10th. And it's just an incredible honor to be able to talk with him and have him on this program. So here's the conversation that we had, and I hope you guys enjoy. Let's begin in prayer, and then yeah. we can jump in. And I know you're a busy guy, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll go from there. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus Christ in heaven, we give you thanks for this day, for this Advent season. Um, We ask you to come into our conversation with myself and David, and please bless us, please give us wisdom, Um, please guide our minds and our tongues as we speak, and and help us to help uh, other people as well who may be listening, and, and in the struggle of family life, And we offer all this up to you for your heavenly name, Lord. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dave, thank you so much for coming on my humble, my humble little podcast um, and taking the time out. And um, yeah, I I really appreciate it. Oh, but of course. So how's it going, man? It's going well. It's going well. Right. Yeah. Rocking along, Kate's in second trimester and yes. feeling pretty good. Oh, gosh. And then uh, we got uh, a new job with Witness to Love is, is rolling. Yes. Jumping on a fast moving train, but it's it's God's provide, man. It's been, been going well. So explain that a little bit, Witness to Love. Yeah. I did that. Uh, my wife and I did that for our uh, pre Cana uh, experience, nice. and it was fantastic, wonderful. When I saw. Um, Ryan Verrett last time I was like, we need more of this. We need like yeah. a bigger expanded program, uh, right. for people who, I mean, golly, not, ju- not just preparing for their marriage, but, but are married and Julie and myself are four and a half, almost five years in. And it's, yeah. and we, it would just, cause it's like everything else in the faith. You know, if you're not actively putting into it, then there's a good chance that 
stuff could be subtracted from it. And if you're not intentional about it, um, you know, things can oftentimes go sideways and, and witness to love is just a program built around cultivating that, that love in, in the marriage first and foremost, because if you can't be a loving couple, then how are you going to be a loving parent? That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's witness to love was designed to help with intentionality. Like you're saying, Mm -hmm. like, it's got to be like, I think a lot of times when it comes to, you know, so I worked for a church parish for a while. I worked for a few different dioceses and it's very easy to kind of lose your steam. Very easy. Just like with everything else. Mm -hmm. But I think especially when you feel like you're kind of on an Island and it's all on you, um, which is how we feel when we're preparing for marriage, when we're married, but especially if we're trying to help others through processes, we're kind of having an initial, you know, uh, feeling of, of adrenaline and, you know, feeling like we want to do great things. And then you get in and you realize, like, this is a mess and it's going to take a long time, you know, and we're not actually very good at this, you know. Uh, then, then you start kind of losing that adrenaline that, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to change the world. And so with, especially with marriage preparation, uh, it's easy to get lost in the details and the weeds because there's so much that has to happen within like six to six to eight months, you know, to get people ready for a wedding. Um, that to try to be intentional about helping a couple, like give them what they need for taking steps towards this, this massive life change. I mean, everything's about to be completely redefined for you, you know. Yeah, like and your, you your identity is going to change. You can, you you can tell people that, and you know, right, we, right. we you hear that it's cliche. Ah, oh, your whole life's going to change, and blah blah right, blah, right. blah blah blah. And then and then you do it, and then you're like, oh yeah. crap, you know, my yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you said, the feelings fade with like with everything else, and yeah. then it's like you find out what does it mean to love my spouse when mm-hmm. uh, you know the kids are screaming. And like with my wife and myself, so, uh, yeah. we have a nine month old and we have a three year old and I have had <laughs> an entire pot of coffee and it's 11 AM <laughs> thus far in the day. Um, that's because she, she did not sleep last night and yeah, you know, yeah. my wife and I are bouncing back and forth between passing the baby to her and to me yeah. and wait a minute, you slept longer. You know, you just had two yeah, hours. Yeah. What about me? You know, and it, it, it <laughs> And right. in the middle of the night, nobody is their best self. Virtuous, um, that's right. And so exactly. that's just a little microcosm of the bigger experience <laughs> of, of what it means to be selfless and love. Because I don't feel loving feelings. I don't feel like no. taking care of my spouse and laying myself down for her and all this kind no. of stuff that we're supposed to do. But you have, we have a decision to make in that moment. And oftentimes I'm, I'm sitting here praying, Lord, please help me to be calm. Please help me to be patient. Yeah. Please help me to be nice to my spouse because she's pissed off and she's tired and all that stuff too. Um, that's right. So, yeah. 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 I think, I think the hard thing is when you've got like a, an instruction manual, you know, like I'm not really good at, at fixing my, my vehicles, but over the years, you know, the lack of funding has required that I do some research and figure it out, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, right. Thank so, you, you too. So, yeah, exactly. And that's the key. Like I can either read an instruction mm-hmm. manual, which is going to tell me step by step, or I can watch somebody talk it out. Like, here's mm-hmm. what it felt like when I got in there. And let me tell you something. My arm had to bend backwards, and I could barely get a click on the, the ratchet. You know, and, like, I, it took me forever because I forgot. I didn't know I needed this part. And here's where I started to despair. You know? <laughs> like, yes. it's it's to have that, is, there's no comparison. So let like, me just tell my so listeners that, that, yeah. uh, that Dave and his wife, Kate, uh, and they're almost 10 kids, so expecting yeah. the, the 10th win. 
June. June. June okay, great. Yeah. So, so my wife and I have kind of known you guys from a distance for a long time and obviously yeah. listened to a bunch of your stuff um, online. And one day I was just like, okay, like with everything else that I've done in my life, if I don't know what I'm doing and I need to know, then I'm going to find somebody who does and exactly. and pick their brain and act like a sponge. And so I said to myself, I, I, I just, I have to talk to Dave and, and Kate and uh, texted you out of the blue and was like, hey man, can I come over? And <laughs> my yeah. wife and I come over. And so we had this, this was uh, several months ago and we had this beautiful experience in y'all's home amidst just your life you know you cooked yeah. and we ate on paper plates and was right. was you know wonderful. and it was it was just the most wonderful time because we felt like we just kind of got inserted and yeah. and just kind of watched how you guys prayed and and talked and handled things and kids crying and and it, and it yeah. was just wonderful um <laughs> and and then prayed amidst all of that and yeah you know a lot of the times we're just trying to survive we have two and exactly. we feel like we're overwhelmed um, Absolutely. And so what about the people who have one? What about the people who have 10? Yeah. It's in a sense, I guess the pattern, the pattern kind of remains the same. Um, For sure. And being able to put prayer yeah. into that is most of the time, Julie and I find the last thing that we're thinking about. Oh, for sure. I think when you're, when you're in survival mode, the mm -hmm. idea of doing something more or more intentional or requiring more emotional energy is like those are the things that go to the way the bottom of the list yep. because I'm trying to actually, you know, I'm trying to, to conserve energy. I'm trying to conserve my life, you know, because yeah. especially when we're not sleeping with the babies, you know, like it's, it's everything in me says you need to preserve yourself as much as possible even to the point of like taking something from someone else, you know, like, you know, is it like that, that saying, is just yeah. That, so yes, but the, beautifully said marriage yeah. kids really bring it to the surface because it's always been there part of our fallen sinful yeah. nature is self-preservation i need exactly. to be comfortable i need to feel good and that's that's kind of like you know the, being mindful of that's just how we we are created you know that's pretty well, much yeah, human it's, default it's a, unfortunately it's, well, it's and this is what i've had to, to come to grips with that the truth is the human default is actually to be selfless Mm. But when fear enters in, mm. or the, the 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 pursuit of pleasure, and it, it, those are two sides of the same coin. But fear is usually when we're in the parenting survival mode. Like I'm fearing that I'm going to end up running out. I start trying to measure how much I have left to give, and when I start measuring how much I have left to give, I, I my measurement is based on my observation, which is that my default is I got to take care of me. Yeah. When the truth is, God didn't actually create me; He created me to take care of somebody else to give my life to somebody else and not measure, you know, I just, I don't, you know, where do you look to see that? Does it actually work? Because if I go that route, I'm going to die. So God <laughs> seems to be saying that, you know, like God's been saying that for years that I need to be selfless. Clearly he doesn't understand human nature, right? Yeah, he doesn't yeah, understand. You don't life. understand Lord. You just, you don't right. Know, you don't know. <laughs> right. No. And then, and then neither does anybody else. Cause they keep asking me for stuff. Yeah. So forget everybody else. Forget God. Like I got to figure this thing out on my own. And that is a quick path to like trying to survive every day and being afraid of what's going to happen and just trying to get what I can and just grasping, you know, and that's, that's a lot of times where we find ourselves, you know, yes. So my wife and I will sometimes say to each other something along the lines of, I just can't do this anymore yeah, amidst yeah. the struggle. And right. 
objectively, rationally, we know, well, of course, you, you don't have a choice. Right. You know, you have kids. Right, what right, are you just right. going to put them off to the side and uh, I'm going to go have a beer yeah. while you're just screaming your head off because I can't do this anymore. <laughs> right. No, of right, course right, not. Right. Um, yeah, it, which, which yeah, is why yeah. I like to go back to people like yourself or the whole the whole program of witness to love you can go to witness to love.org and check out the resources there the uh, there's just a whole bunch of resources i mean that's one of the blessings of technology frankly these days yeah. of all the curses <laughs> and all of the terrible things that the internet and and our smartphones are, are used for um here's here's one way of yeah it's there the stuff is there uh the content is there and right. witness to love.org and uh, the stuff that you you've got going on in Catholic community radio and just hearing how somebody else has it. Maybe, you know, just maybe they're not going through exactly what you're going through. Maybe they are, but they're struggling too. it sucks exactly. for them too. And it's like, that's I'm not right. alone because that's no, what no, the devil and, and wants to do to us is isolate. Us right. and say, Nope, you're alone. You're the only and one you're alone, who has two yeah. kids and the Dawson's are over there and they're, you know, kneeling <laughs> on shards of glass, no levitating <laughs> and praying the rosary. <laughs> You're not doing right. that. You know, what's wrong yeah. with you? That's right. Until you come over and realize that, like, you know, our kids are crazy, too. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. And you assume, yeah, I'm the only one. And and what it does is it takes away your hope mm. that there is a way forward. And I think that we've been there so many times. And especially at 2 a.m., there's, like, you know, there's just no hope. And I, I, part of it is is it, it, there's we have we have believed the lie, myself included, that you know, I've only got a, 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 a certain amount that I can give. I've only got a certain amount that I can focus on somebody else. Um, and then that's it. If, that's it. You don't get and once it's gone, it's gone. <laughs> no. And then you got to do something for me, yes. you know, because yeah. the problem is that's part of the difficulty here is that that equation doesn't work because ultimately I can't take care of me either. I can't fulfill my own needs. I need somebody else to do it, especially when I'm married. I know who that person is mm -hmm. and she's supposed to be the one, <laughs> you know, taking care of my needs. And we're both in survival mode then we're both disappointing each other constantly because when I'm in survival mode, I'm not focused on her needs. Mm -hmm. But when she's in survival mode, she's focused on her needs and I'm supposed to be the one to fulfill those. And so we're both unfulfilling each other's needs <laughs> and are both very much in the wrong, you know, and we're killing each other and disappointing each other. And then when you're disappointed, you start putting up walls and you're like, well, then forget you. Yeah. I'm not looking at you for anything. Yeah. And then we start being separated. Yeah. So how do you how do you combat that? Is it just a simple yeah. act of mindfulness, or is it no, that yeah. plus something else? Well, the good news is that God has not left us without with, with uh, just a blank slate to say, "All right, figure it out." You know, <laughs> you're in this situation. He's created us, obviously. You know, we know this from theologically, uh, if not just through our experience. Maybe not told this, but theologically, we know we're made for to give ourselves to each other. Mm -hmm. That you know, when we entered into marriage, we said, "I'm going to love you and honor you." and live for your needs instead of mine, you know, for the rest of my life. And then we're like, oh, crap, I don't know how to do that, you know. But it's it's ultimately God has made us to where there's a reason we were attracted to each other. Right. There's a reason why, you know, like, so he's made us to where if we give ourselves the time to just kind of let go for a second, to stop measuring how I feel for a second, and just be affected by the awesomeness of the other person, hmm. like, that ultimately is the solution. So, like, when I was, you know, you know in my early 20s, and just like in love with Kate. And when she'd walk in the room, you know, I was excited about that. Um, there's a reason I was excited about that. And some of it was, was shallow and that like, I was like excited about what she might do for me or, mm -hmm. you know, like excited about the potential for the future. Mm -hmm. But ultimately like she's pretty, you know, like, that's fantastic. <laughs> and, and it's still to this day, if I am measuring, how am I doing today? Am I tired? How's work going? Am I hungry? 
you know, what are, what are the kids going to need from me now? What's when's the finish line when I can finally put them in their freaking bed? You know, like if I'm if I'm still in that mode, I don't care how pretty Kate is because it's not going to help me right now. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to if I can if I can focus just on how pretty Kate is, right? And how 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 like what what is it, how great it is to have a, a friend like her in the house, and she's you know she's not just a friend like she's a good looking friend. Right. And, and like, that's fantastic. And so if I can just sink into that for a second, it's amazing how it shifts everything. Like it's just a total shift. Like I've become all of a sudden grateful. Yeah. It seems like an edit sounds off. cliche. And we te- we're teaching our three-year-old to say this. It's an attitude of gratitude, son. And he'll repeat yeah, yeah. attitude of gratitude, <laughs> but you're being but grateful I mean, for your, I guess it sounds like you're picking a trait. Um, even it, like, obviously you know my my wife she's okay she's beautiful but she she can also yeah. cook well you know yeah. and so so she made pancakes this morning i don't know how mm. uh because she got no sleep either <laughs> so i i wake yeah. up from a two-hour nap this morning and she there's yeah. strawberry banana pancakes and i'm like oh, wow how about i just be grateful that she made a breakfast that was delicious for myself and you know everybody else and just right. s- kind of step into that little grateful moment and yes, you're right. It, it, I end up finding my my attitude will shift over to at least it's at least it's in a better place than I'm freaking yeah. tired, you know. Exactly. And well, and, and the, the hard part here is that the assumption is I've seen this for a long time that the assumption is I have to somehow do this kind of like Buddhist meditation and get myself in the place where I'm grateful and like what does it feel like put myself in that place and then all will change. Like re- really, we're, we're not. I don't know a whole lot of people. Some people are good at that, but I don't know those people. Um, I don't typically hang out with those people. The people I hang out with are like five, six years old. So yes, it's yes. it's I. The, what what does look like though is like a kid, and we're all kids in God's eyes, and that's what we're supposed to be acting. A kid sitting at the table with strawberry banana pancakes, being like, "Oh, this is so freaking good. Uh-huh. like that." And just to sink into that, mm. and I tell you, especially in the I don't know I, as men. We're actually really, really wired for this uh, to where when you lock in on something that's that's good or that you want or that you're focused on, everything else kind of goes away, especially when it comes point. to food, food and beauty. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Right? Yes. Food and beauty are like the biggest, and our, our wives are made to be the most beautiful things on the planet. Yeah. So, like, for instance, you know, if, if, you're, if you're looking at, like, a beautiful sunset, you know, you're up in the mountains looking at a gorgeous sunset, but I haven't eaten in a while or uh, it's kind of cold or I'm not really sure my way back down this mountain or something like that. Like I could miss out and I've done this before. You've done this before you miss out on like this gorgeous thing because it's like, well, I still have these other things that are unresolved. Mm-hmm. I still have this to-do list or I got to pee or yeah. I'm kind of cold. Yeah. It's like, but then the times where you're able to say like, screw that I'm here. This is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drop that for a second. It's amazing how the fact that I got to pee, the fact that I'm cold, the fact that I'm hungry, just go away. And like, we know that to the, to, to the nth degree because of like, when it comes to like sexual attraction, right? If that becomes the focus, mm-hmm. I don't care if I've eaten in three days. I don't care if, you know, my arm's falling off. Like all of a sudden, all that stuff just goes away because this is awesome. Mm-hmm. And we're wired for that. And a lot of times we kind of beat ourselves up for being kind of sex minded or, 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 you know, focused on beauty too much. But that's actually how God created us because he made us to be joyful and to live for somebody else and to not be as concerned with the things that are hurting us. Like as men, we can handle a lot of pain if we know that it's for a reason and if the we're why. focused on a goal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, think about it. you you're playing football with the dudes in the mud. You got cuts and bruises all over you, but you are elated, 
right? Whereas if you weren't playing football in the mud and you had like one little cut on your finger, you'd be like, oh, I can't help but focus on just that cut. I can't do anything else today, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, joy is, is, uh, this Advent season approaching Christmas, all that kind of stuff. Um, it, it is really something I've been thinking about, praying about how yeah. to bring more joy into my household amidst everything else that's going on. Uh, I'm unemployed at the moment. Um, yeah. and a whole bunch of changes are happening. Um, but yet I drove my three-year-old in my lap around the neighborhood to look at Christmas tree nice. lights last night. Yeah. And it's just, he is just hilarious. And the things he says <laughs> and loves it. And it's like, you know what? I could, I could be living in a cardboard box, I guess. Um, yeah. never mind the job, never mind all that stuff, which are important. Don't get me wrong. Sure. Um, of course. but we we just ha, ha, bringing that joy amidst yeah. whatever is going on. Of course, I'm going to find another job. I'm not, you know, I'm not the type right. that's built to sleep on a park bench the rest of my life and you know whatnot. <laughs> right. um, but it, being able to have joy, I think, amidst these things, especially, is helpful in teaching your children. Never mind your own attitude. Yeah. Never mind what you end up projecting to your spouse. And so, right. um, I'm just, I guess, I'm curious in the Dawson household, how do, mm. how do you guys remember to bring joy? Um, and not again, it's understanding what joy is in the first place, not just sure. temporary happiness, not just right. feelings. Oh, I feel good. Well, great feelings come and they go. Um, That's right. but what, what is joy? What, yeah, what is joy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think, I think it's, it's uh, number one, it's, it's not easy, right? So the cultivate joy is not something that's easy. And I think it's funny, like the things that tend to be the most important and have the biggest impact are the things that tend to be that require a little bit of, 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 of effort. Um, but the, the joy thing, like it's simple, but it's not easy because I think for most of us, we assume that joy has to be there only when, when we remove suffering or remove the things that mm -hmm. tends to affect our joy. Mm -hmm. Right. When the truth is like, and especially now, I mean, I'm getting older and I'm realizing um, despite my best efforts, I'm not actually going to be able to become more limber or more, <laughs> you know, <laughs> past 40 things right? do change. Right. I and will so say that. It's, it's, it's only going to get worse. Yeah. Me. It's only like, going to get worse. The suffering is only going to increase and my capacity to like push through it is only going to decrease. <laughs> so um, it's, it's, I'm realizing that. And, and so actually the ability to escape suffering is becoming less and less possible. And I've got the other half of my life, if not yeah. more, to live here. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're, this, suffering is going to be a constant, and it's only going to grow, period, no matter what happens. So, therefore, what does joy come from? And I think, what, you know, I'll give you an example. So, so one of the ways that I cultivate joy, so I tend to be, like, focused on the mission of what it is we're trying to accomplish, whether it's we're trying to eat dinner, we're trying to bathe, uh, I'm trying to get my work done. You know, whatever it is, like I'm focused on the mission, and that means that everybody else is going to focus on the mission too. Yes. Gosh, it, As most typical men are. I mean, generally exactly. speaking, yeah. That's right. And because we've got such a big, you know, crowd in this house, I'm kind of like a crowd manager. Yeah. So what that means is that, like, you can have fun and have joy, uh, but just don't expect me to be a part of it because I got a job to do. Yeah. You know, so that tends to be kind of how I operate, which I think a lot of dads can certainly yeah. uh, relate to that. So what I found is that if I can kind of you know, first of all, it's, I got to pray, Lord, how can I find joy? Because right now I don't feel like there's really a possibility for me, but that's my responsibility because <laughs> Kate's going to do it because she, she delights in the kids kind of naturally, mm -hmm. not all the time, but way more often than I do. And, and so 
one thing is I delight in my wife very naturally. And most men do. So we're like, I'm not, she's, I'm not managing her. That's not my job. I don't really have like a, a management job over my wife necessarily. Mm-hmm. So it's much easier and much more natural for me to delight in her. All right. So that's a natural thing. I can start moving into that strength. So to delight in Kate gives me the ability to bring some joy to her, which gives her the freedom to bring more joy to the kids. Mm-hmm. So at least there's a secondary thing. And I think that's part of the, part of the way that guy created guys is that, we give our wives the fuel they need to delight in and bring joy to the rest of the house. That's one thing. So it's like a trickle down effect. Big time. <laughs> and and, it, and it's not, I mean, that's not to be, it's not an excuse. I think that's a, it's meant to be a part of the equation mm-hmm. that our wives need to be delighted in so that they can delight in the kids, which is what they're naturally able to do. Yeah. The other side that my, my kids do actually need me to delight in them, especially the girls or the boys too. But like, I think that's, that's, that's the part where I like, I can't, I'm either managing or I'm delighting. I can't do both at the same time. <laughs> right. And so, Carrot, stick, got it moving. <laughs> right. So, right. Yes. So it's, it's, I've had to like, okay, you know, there are times where like there's particular kids that are hard to manage. So I find myself just kind of feeling negatively toward them sometimes. Right. I know mm-hmm. it's scandalous to hear that. Right. No, but I do. No. And so it's, and it's funny, like the baby at night, all of a sudden becomes like when your brain's not working, it's like, you're doing this on purpose, you little jerk. You know, <laughs> like, and they you know I'm tired. So my daughter <laughs> just, she, she likes to dig her one index finger into the cuticle of my thumb when I hold her, yes, like just yes, yes. cram it in there and peel it back. <laughs> and I'm like, you, you know what you're doing. <laughs> Why are you doing that? I love you. <laughs> Yeah, why would you do it to me? <laughs> Clearly, yeah, you're not a part of the team here. Right. Yeah, I know. So, so it's it's, but it, but it, what I've done is, like, I've realized pretty quick. There's a, there's a few situations where I'm like, I just don't have the ability. Like, I see that I'm I am being an idiot here. I see that like I'm if I don't do better, it's going to have negative ramifications mm. on this child. Mm. So, but I can't just will myself to do better. I just don't have it in me to do better because I'm, I'm realizing now this is kind of like I've tried for a few weeks now. So I will specifically pray, Lord, help me to delight in this particular child because I don't see how I can do it right now. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, that has been answered 100% of the time. And that's, that's hard to say about particular intentions and prayers, Yeah, you know, because we pray about a lot of things. That particular prayer, when I pray it, it has been answered 100% of the time, right? To where all of a sudden, like, you know, the next week I'm realizing like, man, I'm really enjoying this kid. Wait, what? I'm, en- I'm enjoying wow. this kid. This is fantastic, you know. And 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 to be able to, so God reveals to me either He reveals to me something about them that I hadn't seen before. That I'm like, that is so awesome. What a, what a great kid. Yeah. Or I just find myself just emotionally, you know, taking delight in them in random ways. I don't know. It's it's amazing how God responds to that. Yeah, you know, and and part of that I think is learning how God speaks to you individually, learning yeah, how yeah. God answers our prayers. Um, because we we objectively want a God where we can wave a magic wand and then he does exactly. does what we say, what we ask. God right. on demand. Right. Uh, he yep. usually doesn't, can, but usually doesn't work that way. Uh, right. So, yes, I, I find it's like, okay, Lord, how are, how are you speaking to me here? Okay, I'm asking you to help me with this. Are you helping me with this? How are you helping me with this? Um, you know, it's not coming down on a cloud and big booming yeah. voices. Usually it's right. through the actions of someone else. Um, or maybe he doesn't yeah. help in that particular way that you ask him to, but it, it, so I find usually sometimes difficult nights, they, they come back around and I've been praying all night long for this, for this kid to go to sleep. And, uh, you know, I'm sleeping on the floor and next to the right. swing that's rocking her cause she can't breathe. And, 
And, uh, yep. you know, it's a long night, but on the other end of that, it's like, okay, well, my wife and I sometimes will feel closer because, you know, we went through that together. And so had the Lord exactly. just taken care of it right then, then, right. uh, we wouldn't have had that experience, uh, like yesterday. And yeah. I was like, sweetheart, you, you know, you're momming real hard today. Uh, and she's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm like, I know you are. <laughs> and so amazing, we, yeah. we at least have that bonding experience to yeah. go through together, yeah. uh, as opposed it's, it's, to doing I mean, it separately. Yeah. Um, even though we have our individual roles, but right. the greater Catholic yeah. notion, the greater Christian notion of, well, we're a domestic church. Okay. Right. And we're own, in a sense, we're our own little congregation. Uh, right. we're, we're, we're connected to every, everything else through our faith, but here we are in this little moment and we, we, that's what it means to be one family. You struggle through this stuff. You get through it together. Um, with like this great, it sounds stupid, but this greater purpose. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think if, this is one thing, like you don't have to be some theologian or something like that to, to want to, to be a better husband, father, mother, wife, you know, like you just, that's a natural desire. Like I want to be closer. I want to do a better job. I want my kids to have good things and I want to give them good things and I want to give them a good salad. I want them to be good, good people. Um, yeah. for the most part though, we kind of just distract it and give up on the fact that like, okay, this is just, I'm just going to settle into the fact that it's going to be mediocre, you know? Yeah. But, but I have found that that's one prayer that I can offer with, with real sincerity I think a lot of times we pray and we offer it, but like we don't really assume anything's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Whereas with that particular prayer, like I need something to happen. And I can, <laughs> the hard part there is like, you know, when you bring that to prayer, uh, the hard part is, is actually being able to trust that to God and be like, listen, I really need something to happen here and I don't have the capacity to fix it. Yeah. So I'm offering this to you in sincerity because um, I need something and I can't do this. I will say the nighttime thing, man, like the amount of times where I'm like, Lord, you have given me so much help in some other, so many other ways. Uh, I need you to do something here because I'm going to die. And like, <laughs> I can, I can almost feel him just like looking at me and not saying anything. And I'm like, okay, that's not going to work here. Like I can see that in other capacities. Like right now you need to do something. You need to tell me what to do or shut this child up because this is not working. Like, and then you wake up in the morning. You're like, Oh, as it turns out, I'm okay. You know, yeah, I'm still, but did it kill you? You know, like expression. <laughs> right. Uh, but it's, it's, I was like, like you were saying though, I, I, so there was a, um, a guy that I really looked up to him as far as like his being a husband and a father and just being very intentional aware. He was, he said that fatherhood, parenthood gets ripped out of you, right? Like it's not something you, you naturally mm. are able to just go in and just, just do well because you're smarter or stronger or whatever. Like it has to be ripped out of you. And I think like, if you compare it to like a, you know, a, a physical, development like growth and and, and getting uh, exercise or, or health or whatever uh the times where you are just like gonna die you're in like towards you know three quarters of the way through this this crazy workout and the coach is pushing you and there's no way out and you're like i'm actually gonna die yeah. you know like those are the important most important times and because not only does it form your body but it forms your mind to understand like this is actually going to take everything you got and everything you got is actually a whole lot more than you thought it was mm-hmm. And you didn't die. Yeah. Like those end up being the most important aspects of growth. And to me, like as much as it sucks, those night times have been the most formative. Yeah. Um, and the, uh, because it's so friggin' hard and yet we don't die. So the times where I can like make the decision to be like, Oh my God, child, you're going to kill me. And if I can make even the slightest movement towards 
but you're beautiful, mm-hmm. but you're mine, but you don't actually know what you're doing. But, you know, to make those <laughs> slight changes, you know, like it's, it's a huge win. But what it does is that battle at night helps to form my ability to love during the day yeah. if I don't give up, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I like that comparison with my athletic background of building something yeah. like building a muscle. Um, I guess some of us, like with sports, you're just naturally, some of us are naturally better gifted physically. Some of us, I think, right. are naturally better parents than others. But I would sure. say, generally speaking, and this is certainly the case with me, I have to grow into these roles. I have to develop it. And it's developed yeah. through those hard times, through those selfless moments. And you develop, you get tools in, in that parent spousal uh, tool belt that you can yeah. use in the future. And, it, and it's not quite so hard. Um, certainly, I think you can speak to that having so many kids because with each different personality, it re- it yeah. can require a different set of skills to be able to, well, right. wait a minute, this worked with your brother when he was your yes. age and it's not working with you. All right, now I'm going to have to really, you know, dig down deep here and, and find something else that works. Um, yeah. And I, I do yeah. find that ap- applicable to my marriage as well when we go For through sure. conflicts and just different seasons of life being able to recognize yeah. this worked then it's not working now. Let me first pray about it. Uh, and I, I really yeah. maybe highlight that above everything else yeah. is to first pray yeah. about it because we're trying to do it ourselves as men. We're trying exactly. to fix this myself. And then if everything else doesn't work and I have no other solution, then maybe I'll ask God real quick right. for something as <laughs> right. opposed to first starting with God. Hey Lord, I need, I need some help here. I, I don't know what to do. And then going right. from there. Yeah, no, I think I think the key is what you're saying is, you know, it worked it before, it worked with this other kid, but not with this kid. It's amazing how the most important things in our lives, the most identifying things, God does not allow us to get to the place where we're just turning a crank, right? <laughs> as much as people say, like, you obviously got this parenting thing figured out. It's like, right. you know, as soon as I think that, yeah. some kid throws me a total curveball. Yeah. And, and it's the same with marriage. As soon as I'm like, you know what, I got this marriage thing figured yeah. out, like, yeah. my wife is going to be like, uh, no, you don't. You know, uh, so it, it, it's Wait amazing. Like, you it, liked right. chocolate at this time last week when I brought it <laughs> right. home, and now you're complaining right. that I spent too much money. Right, or, or yeah, my health or whatever. Does not compute. Exactly. You're right. And so it's it God, it, 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 the fo- like it's as if having to actually be fully present to these people is important, you know, <laughs> that I can't yeah. just turn the crank and be awesome at this. Uh, and, and, and when I'm fully present, it's going to require the fact that I, like, I am faced with someone who is not me and who is not just a machine or an animal. And because they have their otherness, it requires me to be focused on someone that is not me. And that takes everything I've got. And so like to be able to do that is what I'm created for, but I also need God's help with that because my fallen nature says, don't do that. Yeah. That you're going to lose yourself. Yeah, take care of you yourself. Know, gonna... Whoa, man, you're exactly. tired. You need right. to, you and, need and to take to care of number focused. one, bro. Yeah. And if you're going to be focused on somebody else's needs or their otherness or the fact that they think and feel different from you and you can't predict and you can't will something for them, I can't want you to want something. It's not going to work. You know, <laughs> like it's not going to fly no matter how hard I try. My and wife starts... and I oftentimes have conflict. Uh, we're two type A personalities. So sometimes yeah. that's that's difficult. To, to say yes. the least. And, and it's like, I'm as a man, I'm more 
I think I'd like to think more logical in, in my presentation of things. And she'll say <laughs> yeah. that it's, it's like a courtroom that I'm putting oh, her on the yeah. stand and stuff. And it's like, well, no, I'm just, and then I have to prove that point. Uh, here's <laughs> why you should see things this way. Here's why we yeah. should go to Chick-fil-A for dinner, for example, uh, X, Y, Z. Now, right. now you tell me why we shouldn't do that. And she's like, exactly. what's wrong with you? You know, we, yeah, no, yeah, nobody yeah. thinks like that. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Well, right. here's why you should think that way. Da, 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 da. And that goes over terribly. So, <laughs> but uh, you know, Dave, like, like I think, yeah. you know, going to the 30,000 foot perspective and wrapping this up, I, I think for myself, I have found, um, that, and I've learned this technique a little bit through father Paul Gross, who, who, you know, um, that he, you know, is being mindful of things is really, really helpful. Okay. What, first of all, what are my struggles? Where's my hot button issues that if I know she says this or brings this up, um, I'm going to lose it or I I'm going to get on the verge of losing it. So one of my hot button issues is implying that I'm selfish. So if my wife will say something that implies that I'm only thinking of myself, that starts, begins to send me over the edge of, of getting really angry. Why? Because yeah. I used to be this person and large and still am, but in large part used to be a really selfish person and I've done so much work on that. Right. And so yeah. if she says, well, you're still selfish, basically, then, yeah. then I'm like, well, what? No, you know? And so yeah. it really helps to be, okay, that's a hot button issue for me. So when she says something first, try to find the truth, the kernel of truth in what she's saying. Um, right. and then try to maybe go from there, de-escalate from there if you can. And, 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 and then, and then talk things out. Uh, yeah. so finding, finding your, your own, your own little zone is helpful and then yeah. entering into prayer about it and then going from there because, you know, the Lord, again, he's not going to speak on a cloud to me. He's going to oftentimes talk through other people or another podcast right. or, or a book I'm reading or something like that. Um, yeah. or in, in scripture, whatever the case is, but we know sure. through our faith, even though we don't know how we know that he answers us, he answers yeah. us either. Yes. Um, maybe not now, or I've got another plan generally right. speaking. And so to be mindful of that, that's usually how it works is also helpful Absolutely. because when we don't get yeah. that voice, when we don't get that, you know, burning bush moment, we get we, our tendency our fallen nature is to get frustrated with that. And exactly. eh, this God you know, garbage isn't, isn't for real. Uh, and then we, right. we end up doubting and now we're more frustrated in the whole right. first place <laughs> than, than exactly. we, are well, in the we assume that we assume that it's, I think the part of it is we get frustrated because our answers to prayer are not coming in the way that we visualize yeah, right now. And I want right to be in control. I want to be in control yes. over the answers to my prayers. Yeah. And that God knows would be the worst. That'd be the worst thing that we could do <laughs> is be in control of the answers to our prayers. So he won't do it. I've got the but, power. Exactly. That I got, you know, if I push the God button, I become God. Yeah. So it's, it's that he's not gonna let that happen because it's not good for us to become God. No, it won't actually fulfill us. It's really terrible. So it's really good for us to be able to depend upon a God who's bigger than us, smarter than us, loves us <laughs> yeah, and wants to give us great, great things. Like if I know that God wants to give me great things and bigger and smarter, that's a really great place to be. But I think like you were saying, our, our toolboxes, our, our, our tank, you know, whatever it is are going to run empty. And there's going to be things that cause it to run empty fast, like you were saying. Nighttime, particular triggers. Like my my tank will go. Like I have. I, sometimes I feel like I got a big old tank. You push the right button, it's empty in a, <laughs> in a, in a split second. Yeah. So what happens? Like what do we have to do? Like you were saying, if I am not just when when I feel like I'm empty, but if I'm putting myself in God's hands on a daily basis, 
what I'm doing is that I got a hose in that tank that's being plugged up into that hole in the side of Christ. Divine grace flowing down to me. And he doesn't run dry. His doesn't go empty, period. And he will always be able to see the otherness of my wife and my kids and to help me to do it, right? But it's not always going to look the way I want it to. And he's going to he's gonna let me fall in my face sometimes, right? But he's not going to let them suffer the absence of his love if I'm putting myself in his presence on a regular basis. Yeah. And all yeah. of this stuff, if you don't, if you don't know, if you don't hear somebody, at least for me, if I don't, if I don't hear this stuff, which you generally don't, unless you're searching no, right. for it or stumble upon right. it randomly on the internet, maybe, yeah. uh, then you don't know. And, yeah. and that that's just one thing. Again, I encourage everyone out there, whoever's all five people who listen to this podcast to, uh, <laughs> go out and just do a little research on either marriage or, um, parenting again, witness yeah. to love's got a lot of great stuff. Uh, Dave, you've got a lot of, a lot of great stuff just that you and Kate have done. Uh, we we've seen different videos of y'all just randomly stumbled upon it and like, ha, look at that. And, <laughs> and the, the great, the great thing is it's, it's real. Um, it's yeah. not this pie in the sky. Well, no, nothing. <laughs> my wife says nothing makes her more angry than when people talk about how to parent and they have no kids, oh my gosh. you know? Yes. So it's like, no, you don't, you have no idea. You're, exactly. you're just, you just read a book. Right. Anyway. Yeah. So find, find those things, <laughs> uh, plug into them. Dave, I, I can't thank you enough for, for having a conversation with me. Um, Absolutely. you're a blessing to, Everybody who hears you, sometimes I'll stumble upon your, you're being interviewed on, uh, the morning show on Catholic community radio. And, uh, it's just like, I can just tune everything out and listen and just really enjoy what I'm hearing because it's, because it's real. You have yeah. 10 kids or you're about to have 10 kids. And it's like, again, you could just have one kid. I get it. But if, yeah, you're, right, if right. you're, re if you're going to take anybody's advice, <laughs> then it's yeah. like kind of like somebody who's been deployed you know right. um if yeah. you're going to talk about war and you've been deployed like five times that's probably yeah. a good person you that's know to, to listen yeah. to a, a war story from i'm just saying sure you know as opposed yeah. to maybe somebody who just graduated you know college or something like that so history, a lot of great yeah. a lot of great information um that that the lord uses through you and broadcasts out to everyone else so, um, well, I'll let, I'll let you, I will exciting. let you lead us in closing prayer. And again, yeah, thank you. Sure. Thank you for your witness. Thank you for Kate and, and your kids and, um, happy Advent. Thank you, brother. You too, man. All right. In the name of the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. Amen. Lord, we thank you so much for this time. We thank you for the ways that you continue to, to lead us, the ways that you continue to, to reveal your presence, your wisdom, your strength. We ask that you give us the grace to depend upon you, Lord, to, especially to, to know how to hear your voice uh, give us the grace to to have a uh, greater faith to come to believe and experience uh that you can do great things for us that you have great things in store for us and for those that you have given us to to love lord free us from the fear that we can't do it from the fear that causes us to to, to preserve ourselves and uh to take instead of give uh, give us a, a taste of the fulfillment and the awesomeness of being able to go outside of ourselves beyond what we thought we could so we give you our families, we give you our spouses, and Lord, we especially give you our journey with you. Uh, Mother Mary, you who know your son and received more from him than we could possibly ask or imagine, be mother to us and help us to receive you as well as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, grace the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou, my mother, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, 
now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. And Julie and I will have to invite ourselves over again sometime soon. Absolutely. Um, I wish you would. And meet up with you guys a little bit closer in Lafayette. Um, yeah, I know, I know her folks are, are glad to have y'all closer and, and, um, yeah, yeah and I'm sure the, the diocese in, in Lafayette is, is th- you're leaving a trail of diocese that you have brought <laughs> many blessings to and then gone somewhere else. And it's like, how do you fill those shoes? I don't know, but you know, they're, well, they're very fortunate to have you. And uh, collecting blessings as we go. It's beautiful. <laughs> That's right. Dave, thanks again. And, uh, Thank we'll you, talk brother. soon, brother. Okay. Peace. God bless. Bye-bye. On the Line is a production of The Fisherman, a holy family ministry. Visit us at holyfamily.live.